When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is a show in season five. If I could Baba Booey, Baba Booey, Baba Booey. Shut up, Leonard. Wiggler and Jazz, here till it ends. Need it to pass or fail Greendale with all of our friends. The brightest timeline makes you say. Touche. Community building is here to stay. Unsubscribe. Yeah, that's right, everybody. It's community building here on Post Show Recaps, talking about Season 5, Episode 5, Geothermal Escapism. I am Josh Wiggler, and I am joined here, as always, by Jess Sterling, who should not be on the floor because the floor is... Lava! Yeah! Who knew that this was the floor is lava episode is also the Troy leaves episode. I feel like they're really trying to soften the blow, Jess. Uh, I mean, were they when they they had that last scene in there to just shatter all of our hearts? To yeah, I will say that uh, community made me cry and I resent it. Uh, I don't feel good <laughs> about it and I don't like that that happened to me. And yet it did happen to me. Um, now I shall uh, weep tears of joy as we shall bring in our special guest for this episode of the podcast. It's LeVar Burton. No, I wish that'd be cool. <laughs> it's not. It's not LeVar Burton. It's not LeVar Burton because I wouldn't be able to speak the whole time that I just would be wild at him no you got you got over that the clone jess was able to, <laughs> to right, talk to right. lavar burton <laughs> no coming uh coming our way from binge town tv we are very excited to welcome her to make her post show recaps debut kathleen kathleen welcome to the good ship i don't know what's the name of the ship lollipop again? 
the good oh, childish ship. tycoon. The, the, good, <laughs> the lollipop. The good ship lollipop. Uh, <laughs> Kathleen, it's a it's a pleasure to have you aboard. Thanks for having me. I am the opposite. I absolutely love when like a famously goofy, nonsensical at times show makes me weep mm-hmm. and fat, juicy tears fall from these <laughs> eyes. And I yeah. loved it. I adore yeah. it. So I am I, so happy to be here. I watched this on a Saturday morning and it was, I think it was a Saturday. It was a Saturday or a Sunday, whenever it was, it was way too early in the weekend, in the day. I should not have been feeling the feelings that I was feeling, but I was feeling, I had the big fat juicy tears as well, Kathleen. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't enjoying it as much as you seemed to enjoy it. You know, as I was listening to your coverage leading up to this and you just didn't know which episode it was coming and I was like, "Ah, I just need to be the bearer of bad (laughs) news. (laughs) It's the one I'm coming on for. (laughs) Yeah, it was uh, was tough because a couple episodes ago, Jess, I was like, all right, I know he's leaving. Just don't tell me when. I don't know how long we've got. And then we get to, of course, uh, Pierce's uh, will being, uh, being read in very memorable fashion. Uh, and very clearly by the end of that episode, it's like, oh, I guess he goes home next. Uh, yeah. And we have it. We have the, the, in the survivor parlance, the Troy Barnes boot episode, I suppose, as, uh, that's it. That's all she wrote. That's it. That's, we never see him again. That's it for Troy. Oh yep. my God. Send him off on a sailboat with LeVar Burton. I will say, uh, as brutal as it is to see Troy go, at the very least, we got such a good episode for his last episode. It would have stunk to have him go out on like a little bit of a fizzle, you know. Um, But this episode is wonderful. It's a firework. It's very, very good. I loved it uh, as much as I hated being so sad. I really appreciated how how sad I was. So we'll, we'll talk about it all. We'll talk about uh, Donald Glover's departure from the show. Of course, if you are a patron of Posha Recaps, you have the ability to watch these podcasts live at patreon.com slash Posha Recaps. If you want to sign up, you also get community building a little bit earlier than the rest of the world. Uh, so consider that patreon.com slash Posha Recaps. You can also get all of your feedback in community at postshowrecaps.com including all of the various scores we are looking for ranking all of the episodes it's continuing to be very difficult to uh rank the season five episodes specifically because like i guess it's actually not that difficult it's really just like okay that's a four that's a four that's a four it's all perfect yeah. across this the is board. the easiest it's ever been for me yeah it's been pretty good it's been pretty just fun. forced all yeah. forced i can't believe this run yeah this it's- run is incredible it's nuts. Uh, for for me, I said this uh, in the patron discord the other day that I think for me, it's just not even close that uh, community has not had a run like this before. Uh, this has yeah. been the most I've enjoyed the show uh, in like consecutive order. It's been incredible. Before we even dig into community proper, Kathleen, tell us about yourself. Tell us about Bingetown TV. Tell us sure. about you as a community fan and all cool. the other podcast hijinks that you and the Bingetown TV crew get into. Yes, I love podcasting. Um, I am Kathleen. What if I my... said I didn't like it that much? <laughs> my... What if I said my... it wasn't a valuable medium to podcast? I feel like I've heard this before. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, yeah, my day job, supply chain professional. But I won't talk oh, about how's that. How's that going? Supply chain It's really been fun, especially these last three years. It's a it's great time great. to get into it. It's going great. <laughs> it's a great Please. time to get into it. Oh, no. But, um... <laughs> But yeah, so Bingetown TV, I mean, I I love those boys. It's me and six boys, um, seven best friends that love nothing more than to talk about 
television. So we made it into a podcast. Um, we started a podcast out, born in Iceland, if I'm a not podcast mistaken. Born in Iceland, yeah. yeah. So um, funnily enough, my brother and my nephew were on the podcast. My nephew's just two years younger than me. Yeah. He graduated um, college and we all went to Iceland together. And, you know, we just talk about TV so much. It's insufferable. But we like we really trust each other with the opinions. And we watch a lot of these like smaller, underrated sci fi shows that were like, is anyone else watching these? Like we need to talk about it. And so that's why we did it. We were hoping to just reach a larger audience of these smaller shows. That's not just, you know, tweeting into the ether and hoping somebody sees it. Right. Um, but yeah, we, we started off with sh like tiny shows like the hundred on CW, the magicians on sci-fi, the OA, which got canceled way too soon, but I won't get into that. Um, we can get and into that. we could do the movements to try and bring uh, Troy back to I would do Greendale. That. <laughs> I would do that. Uh, those, yeah. Like, don't know if that translates to a podcast, but I'll try. I've got the, the one where you like show. you grab your face like that. Yeah. That's the only one that I know. Yeah, I know. I've tried to learn it, but you know, it's a complicated dance. It's it a complicated is. Complicated series of movements. I would still recommend even those two seasons cut too short to anybody in the world. Yeah. yeah. Um. But yeah. So now we're doing uh even the bigger shows like The Last of Us, House of the Dragon. Um. We're doing The Last of Us now. We're doing Yellow Jacket season one. Um. Getting into season two. I'm oh, so yeah. excited. It's one of my favorite new shows in the, in my recent memory that I've watched. It's All so right. incredible. I love Just the mark it down. Cast. We're going to, we're going to need to pull Kathleen away from binge town for a yellow jackets yep, episode obviously. in the, in the next uh, few weeks. We're going to have to get that going. Yeah. So we're doing a Rooks and Vets. So similar to this, I mean, in, in that um, first watch, rewatch, right? Yeah. Jess would be the vet in this situation and Josh would be the Rook. And it's fun to just like watch them come up with insane theories that make no sense and then nail other ones right on the head. So, yeah. Um, but we're hoping to get one of you for a pitch down. Anyone from your squad? We're we'll figure that, that out for sure. We're definitely going to make that happen. I'm, I'm psyched to have you on the podcast. The podcast streams crossing over as the podcast universe. <laughs> I was going to say, does it get smaller? I think it gets like tighter. It's getting tight. We're getting tight in yeah. a good way. Like we're getting close. Uh, we all have to stick together because some people are leaving and it's very upsetting. Uh, so I'm glad, Kathleen, that you're that you're here to join us for really a a seminal moment. This is a very, I feel like this is going to be a very, uh, a very emotional episode of the podcast yep. as we're saying goodbye to like the guy. This is not just somebody just arbitrary leaving community, Jess. This is, this is Donald Glover's swan song. Yeah. This is a lot. Uh, I have a as, lot of big feelings here. As our uh, bon our noted, party, <laughs> as our noted essayist Riley would say, the heart of the show is leaving. He always refers to Troy as kind of the heart of the group, um, and it stinks. It's really, really tough. I think, uh, especially going from having a season four that is just obviously not really beloved. Um, it's not a great season for the show coming back with such like banger after banger in season five only to kind of have I mean anybody who was watching live knew this was not like obviously there's been jokes made on the show about him leaving so this isn't something that came out of nowhere right. for people but at the same time especially if you were watching in a binge after the show already aired you you wouldn't have been aware and it feels like they pull the rug out from under you a bit because it's like gosh this this run of episodes is so 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 strong and um, it, not in small part to, to to Donald Glover. Like he is a massive major point of what, we, what makes the show so special. Um, and so to lose him, it really stinks. Obviously good for him. 
um, that he has, you know, yeah. gotten so much stardom, like still, right? We are looking at Atlanta. We're looking at it. Like he's, he's everywhere. No, he's, he's huge. Still yeah. massive. He's, a, he's, you know, a mega star and, and rightly so. Uh, and yeah. so in the grand scheme of things, I'm glad he left community. Yeah, but exactly. also now I have to deal with it. Now I'm upset. <laughs> I'm upset. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I couldn't um, believe I you guys like let me on this this specific episode. Yeah. I'm like, wow, they're really trusting me with this. Yeah. <laughs> I have yeah. their as, hearts in my hand. As Kathleen's like, I don't particularly care for Troy. Uh, that... <laughs> no, I'm obsessed with him. I would never say that. You could kick me right off if I said that. <laughs> Boot me from this. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I guess... I don't know. I would love to just sort of like do some wheel spinning and not get into it because if we get into it, then he leaves. Uh, what would we like to distract ourselves with before we get into some geothermal? Should we try and figure out how you play the the floor is lava on a podcast right now? Is there I a mean, podcast? I'm winning. My feet are off the ground. Lava? Yeah, <laughs> I'm on just, fire. My feet I'm are cross leg. Yeah, I don't have the flexibility to do this. <laughs> The, do are we all on rolly chairs yes yes okay yes. at least that's yes. that's right. a plus helpful. i'll put my foot on like the rolly wheel right now although one time the, does anyone remember when i uh, i rolled over my own foot on I a do. podcast i do uh, remember that. that did happen it was excruciatingly painful uh so maybe i'll just go into the lava why not uh i don't think that i had it uh anywhere remotely on my radar that the the donald glover send-off would be a concept episode that ultimately uh, matters a lot with Troy, but it's not like this episode is not all Troy all the time. This is a really good episode for the rest of the group, which feels like that's a very important thing because they're the ones who will still be here. So let's make sure that that's working. Um, but I think it's also, it, it worked really well structurally for me in that we spend like half of the episode, not really celebrating Donald Glover all that much which means like the the show itself is procrastinating like the the grieving process you know what i mean uh, i thought that this was just a very 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 clever episode that stands shoulder to shoulder with like the creativity of all the paintball episodes when they were at their best uh, i think um really feels like Dan Harmon's like, I missed the chance. Like I lost the chance to write these characters once. I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to do anything other than take all of my shots on the second pass, especially when one of them is leaving full time. This episode is just like full tilt uh, firing on all cylinders. And I thought it was amazing. I really loved this one. Mm -hmm. It feels like they're, um, way of honoring the paintball episodes without doing another paintball episode. It is right. a spiritual successor to paintball and it's, it's perfect. It's brilliant. Uh, the, the, not just, just the idea of it, right? Like you can have a great idea and not execute it correctly, but everything about this episode from the lighting to the ridiculous phrases that, like, that gets meta, like the meta commentary on the fact that they've made up these ridiculous phrases. Mm -hmm. um, you have it's, gods. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's perfect from, from Chang as Rufio. Oh um, God. Yeah. Like, everything about this episode is perfect start to finish. And I think the way that they also tie it, it like, it's tough to do such a high level concept episode like this is genre type of episode and also nail the character beats and the show it did it like this episode did it it, it makes it you feel things um and you're also like 
Britta's like the uh, is Britta the only one seeing through all of this? Britta's the only one seeing through all of this. Uh-huh. It's brilliant. It's perfect. Yeah. It's everything. Yeah. Well, I was thinking, how is Britta my MVP of the Troy leaving episode? Uh-huh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I will make you feel things. <laughs> yeah. Basically, like her forcing everyone to grieve properly, even if it kills them all. I love yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. Britta continues to be the character that has aged the best. Um, just her her constant uh, promotion of therapy. I'm just like, yes, Britta, scream it from the rooftop. Well, I I think what I, I I don't know how you're gonna feel about this, Jess, but I I feel like at the, uh the way that Britta's utilized in this episode, it it almost does make me feel like um. I don't know. It felt like the most real that Troy and Britta's relationship with each other ever, ever got. Like they, they, they were in a relationship with each other in a season that most people would like to forget, but it is canon and it did happen. Uh, And I feel like the way in which like, they're like sort of like gently still in each other's life, but having had the experiences they had together, I really, I really like her being so emotionally front and center in this episode. It doesn't just speak to her wheelhouse of like, the psychologist badge that she's flashing yeah. around all the time, but she also really does have the history with Troy specifically at this point. It does so, feel like yeah. an ex having a conversation with their ex. Like it does feel like that in the way that she knows Troy on a very intimate level, right? Yeah. Like she knows who he is. And then you add in the fact that Britta is just so obsessed with psychology yeah. and it's, it's, it's a perfect recipe here. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, okay. We're going to talk about it. It's yeah. it's time. We have to do it. Geothermal Escapism, directed by Joe Russo, written by Dan Harmon and Tom Sicardo, originally airs January 23rd, 2014. We begin in the study room. So they're having a bon voyage, bon voyage party for Troy. Uh, and they get him a universal translator. Uh-huh. Um, Britta, of course, has to remind everyone that it's okay to be sad. Everyone can express their feelings. Um, and I think this is when Jeff says, "Like, are you getting are you getting paid by Big Buzzkill?" Big Buzzkill. It's <laughs> a good line. Yeah. Uh, and Let me she ask says, a question. Yeah. Sorry, not to cut you off. Um, is does that type of universal translator exist? Like I purposely didn't Google this, like that you could speak in and it'll speak out. Yeah. I, I was think, like, I think that these things do exist. They have to, uh, right? Because yeah, I mean, you, you could do like Google translate on your phone and it would do that. Yeah. You see like all like the world summits and stuff and people are speaking to each other at all yeah, these big yeah. deal, like all of like the secret lizard people leaders of the world and they could all speak <laughs> sure. the same language in real time because of the universal. Tra- I don't know anything about it, but I think that's, some version of it exists at least but if you google universal translator what does pop up first is a wikipedia entry for universal translator being a device common to many science fiction works uh especially on television so uh i guess tv really has dominion over the phrase universal translator because okay, uh, i was big, like if that exists big star trek energy people should have those yeah yeah i would love to get sponsored by big universal translator personally (laughs) if we can make that work would be good i mean troy only has it in his possession for what 20 minutes yeah (laughs) until he chucks it away (laughs) yeah um so yeah so uh britta says that you know psychology taught her the human mind has a tendency to rechannel separation anxiety in the form of frivolity and giddiness Mm -hmm. and this is when of course the dean comes on with an announcement and everyone's like oh my god an announcement yes everyone's (laughs) Um, ready yeah yeah abed says they're gonna play a school-wide game of hot lava the final survivor will win a comic book worth fifty thousand dollars yeah um 
I guess those exist. They do. Uh, it feels like Abed maybe could have put some of that money towards the rent check. Uh, but it also then... feels very Abed that he wouldn't have. Yeah. Or <laughs> like the tireless tire swing. Right. From... Yes. Um, but no. the obligatory, laughably huge prize that turns the school into mayhem and chaos is so a, a must-have. It, it's so the, it's great because the setup is just paintball. So we are like kind of in like a secret paintball episode. I feel like uh, is is like the energy of this is just pure paintball. Like it's the it's the uh, it's it's the uh, first registration is being offered. It's literally the money that's being offered. Uh, except now it's Abed who who runs the game and runs the school. Uh, and so everyone is really excited about this. Uh, even someone as cynical as Jeff is ready to go. I wonder yeah. what games the writer's room had on their on their wall when they were thinking yeah. this up. You know, paintball, there lava. Was a, there was a game that is very similar to Floor is Lava that I used to play when I was a kid that I don't... <laughs> Don't it just came back to me, and I don't know that anybody else ever played this game. No way to find but, out unless you just tell us. So there, like, there'd be four of us. So it would be like me and my friend, and then her sister and her friend, and we would play alligator. And so, like, half the group were alligators, and the other half were people. And it was like the floor is lava, where you were trying to avoid the alligators, and like the ground was like swamp. You know, yeah. and so the alligators. See, would have this to... just sounds like a way to like socially isolate the alligators. <laughs> like were, you people, her younger sister. Yeah, you people are the alligators who exist in the swamp, yeah. and we're doing everything we can to ignore and we avoid you. you. <laughs> yeah, I didn't play that one, but it Jess, sounds fun. Jess, were you a person or an alligator? I was a person. Okay, good. Okay. Yeah, because yeah. it was her younger sister, so naturally we got the option to be the humans, not the yeah. alligators. Kind of actually sounds more like bullying. Uh, Probably, <laughs> it's a fond memory for Jess. We need to get the account of the younger uh-huh. sister. Yeah, we need the sister on the. It podcast. was terrible. <laughs> um, <laughs> so we immediately jump cut to the school being completely destroyed yet again. Yeah. Uh, the the lighting is even has this like red hue to it. Uh, Duncan is trying to like dig through an old vending machine for candy wrappers. Britter runs into him and says, I've been looking for Abed to help him through this. Uh, and Duncan says, I'm worried about his money. Yeah. My self-published novels aren't going to publish themselves. Is that where Duncan has been, Kathleen? Has he just been holed up somewhere working on his uh, his his books? It seems like it. Seems huh? like that's where he's been. Yeah. Happy to have him back, though. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I like that Duncan is sort of in uh, the Neil spot here, Jess, that Duncan is like the recognizable face to just get uh, dunked on first. Like mm-hmm. you need one person to get knocked out to set the stakes of the game. Uh, and I don't know what happened to get John Oliver back on the show on a you know semi-regular basis here, but I'm I'm happy about it. Yeah, I, he. It's like he's the perfect person to knock out early. Yeah, because he gets so upset about it. Says, this is why the English never win any sports because everyone else cheats. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Jeff knocks him out. That's right. Uh, and uh, Jeff has gotten really into it. Is he wearing? Is that actually Joel McHale's arms, Kathleen, or is this like some sort of muscle suit? You know, I never actually. I didn't think about it. How was I? I've seen. I watched this like three or four times before and i was just ripping it on a loop because it was yeah. a great episode how did i not catch his arms i felt like his arms were particularly thick Jeff. maybe that maybe this was like in his contract where it's like i must be mm. in 
sleeveless shirts at least x number of times throughout the season he looks like he's wearing some sort of uh uh like that doesn't seem real to me but maybe joel McHale is just a lot more swole swole McHale uh <laughs> that i gave him credit for uh leah in the chat saying yeah i uh i think he's just jacked i believe that good wow. for joel he just usually has sleeves yeah you know? Could okay. you imagine if they were fake, though? That would be, would be so crazy. That would be really fun. That would be amazing. <laughs> it would be a great character note for for, mm-hmm. uh, for Jeff. So, But Jeff, like, <laughs> flips out over these chairs. He says, plastic gold, four-legged diamonds. You claiming this? Lava joust? Yeah, he wants the lava joust for them. <laughs> and Annie, too. Again, with the, like, the meta commentary on the naming of everything, both of them do this, like, backup position, like, they're ready to lava joust. It's very uh, strange. And yeah. Britta's just like, I'm not learning new names for things. Have you, have your heads hit your own, each other's heads? <laughs> so funny. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. And then they have to centipede, which is when you have a line of chairs and you move a chair from the back to the front. And they, and Annie is in, like letting Britta know all these new terms. Centipeding isn't the fastest form of travel, but if we find more chairs, we could do the inchworm, the scoot Nanny, the reverse Danny Thomas. The reverse Danny Thomas. Mm-hmm. Oh my is God. this not a callback? Uh, nothing that I can recall. I don't think so. Uh-huh. <laughs> Is this an actor I don't know, Josh? Yeah, he's been uh, long deceased. Uh, 1912 to 1991. R.I.P. Danny okay, well, Thomas. He died uh, we I was are born, so recording this guilty. two days removed from the anniversary of his passing. Uh, so uh, the floor was lava. R.I.P. for the reverse Danny Thomas. Yeah. Um, but Britta knows that this is all, none of this is actually like, no one actually cares about this. Just everybody wants to delay the inevitable. Everybody knows that they've got 22 minutes to tell an episode of Community, and when it's done, we don't have Donald Glover anymore. Mm-hmm. So we don't want to do this. Uh, we're just trying to prolong Troy's exit. Yeah, and they're sucked in by a pile of furniture. So mm-hmm. they start moving towards them. Little do they know that in those lockers, there are locker boys. Uh-huh. Locker, locker boys! boys. Locker boys. <laughs> lock, 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 yeah. lock. <laughs> uh, Chang looks just like Rufio from Hook. It's yeah, ridiculous. He, he has like a Rufio from, from Hook look, but he also looks like, uh, gosh, what's the name of the actor from uh, The Warriors? Like there's a lot of like this sort of like psycho 1980s movie aesthetic. Like there's a lot of Mad Max going on in here. Mm-hmm. And I think this is a year before Fury Road, even. But uh, but uh, but Mike, but Jonathan Banks really looks ripped right out of Fury Road in this episode. Uh, it's basically just everybody is maximum levels of deranged here in uh, in the floor is lava. It's perfect. Yeah. Uh, they say we're getting your chairs, your food, and the names of your same-sex celebrity crushes. <laughs> Everyone has one. Don't, Don't lie. lie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then you're free to go into the lava. Mm-hmm. Chang is course- such a good villain in these types of episodes. Uh, he's on fire. This is when no, he's not used yet. best. Yeah. This is the way yet. he's used best. Is as a small villain in a large ep- concept episode like this. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Troy and Abed are here to save the day. They come in inchworming. Uh, and they have gods, as you said earlier. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so ridiculous. We have gods. Uh, uh, and they have like an intimidation stance where they basically just wave around brooms. Um, I was I was nervous. Were you? No. <laughs> I was nervous they were going to fall themselves. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, the tension was high. Like I didn't I, I couldn't imagine that we're just going to do the lava episode the whole way through for for Troy. But. 
as the clock is running through this episode, it's like, I guess you guys are committed to the bit, uh, you mm-hmm. bit on this one. Uh, so there was a moment where I was like, what, are, are they just going to fall in and then the game is over and then we actually have to deal with the emotional consequences? And they have a, a better answer for that uh, later on, for sure. Um, here comes Hickey. And what is he? Is he on like, uh, is he on like a tracker? A Zamboni? <laughs> no, yeah. it looks like one of those old school floor cleaners for sure. <laughs> Kathleen, what are these goggles he's wearing? I don't know. And he's like making it work with like fire yeah. dis- extinguishers like on the back. It's, it's, he's a criminology teacher, right? Yeah. And yeah. he's like in like his deep leather phase. Like he's like, <laughs> I don't know what's going on with Hickey. He even but... has these like side swipers to knock people down. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And so every all the locker boys get knocked over. We find out that <laughs> Chang loves Nathan Fillion. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, and Trey and Abed decide, well, the only way to survive is to ditch Britta. Yeah. And so they enter him away. And Hickey says he's in it for the money. His son is getting married. Uh, and so the flowers are very expensive. Uh, so he invites her to his team. Uh, and I love the fi- the not fist bump that happens my favorite this handshake what it, yeah it's like so it's like <laughs> he it's knocks sort of like, on her fist it's like hand into fist and then like some Smack. more like garbledy gook yeah uh, it's and perfect it, it goes for a while <laughs> it's like he's a, an, a i love him he's an ally yeah he we is. stand an ally yeah yeah <laughs> uh so <laughs> they fist bump sort of and now britta's like Okay, she's gonna get into it. She's gonna yeah. get into it because if she doesn't, then you know she's not gonna be able to reach the heart of the matter. And I love that we go from normally dressed Britta, who's not really into this whole thing, while everybody else is dressed for battle, mm-hmm. to the Britta that we get later, who is who is dressed for battle. Yes. Yeah. Um. So Troy and Abed make it to Shirley Island. Uh, and can Can you explain to me? So, so mm-hmm. Shirley Island is just furniture it's just a big pile of furniture so that you don't have to worry about touching the ground is that physically stable how did they do that how did uh, you how did they do anything on this how did, show? You, how did you do surely has her ways i suppose uh surely island is just mirroring fort hawthorne mm-hmm. um, from exactly. the previous fistful of paintballs right um yeah. But it's better because Shirley runs it. Yeah, Shirley runs it. Shirley plays for sure. Shirley runs it, and they're like keeping tally of the people who have fallen in, and the ones who are going to go to heaven, and the ones who are not. <laughs> and Garrett is I, again. We get amazing uh, side character work in this episode, where Garrett is telling a story about the four times. Yeah, Magnitude is playing drums on pots. Um, <laughs> and Abed says the legend has it the orb is here. The orb. He wants the orb. Um, but Troy's like, listen, can we not like piss everyone off? Like it is my last day. Um, and Abed like almost snaps out of it for a split second. He short circuits. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I liked the like deep lore of the orb as if we were supposed to know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What, so what he was talking about. Like, oh yeah, and, the orb. Sure. And Garrett talking about the now, now times made me laugh out loud <laughs> every time. His voice is a 10 out of 10. Uh-huh. Yeah. Four full cools for sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Definitely. So now, now it explodes back into, into action movie mode as, uh, as Hickey shows up and Britta is now part of the crew as well. Uh, and it's going to be mayhem in, uh, in, in due time.
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Yeah, this is absolutely amazing. Uh, he has chair walkers with him. Uh-huh. Um, who, uh, this seems like a terrible idea, Kathleen. That like, yeah, let's just tie massive clunky chairs that each have four legs to our feet and hope we don't trip. The broken ankles alone. So bad. Yes. Yeah. yeah. One million ankle splints. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're gonna it's need a it, it seems okay. And then when you look at it, you're like, no, that can't it's be a bad true. Idea. That's yeah. bad. Uh, yeah. So stick, Britta stick arrives. The plungers. Yeah. The plungers are great. Britta has the plungers. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, and she says, you do realize this isn't just a pile of chairs, right? This is a crib. And you're curled up inside there sucking your thumb. Sucking your thumb. You're too sick to say goodbye. Well, it's time to grow up. The adults are here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Chair walkers attack. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So everybody is dying, quote unquote. Uh, and like mm-hmm. in the panic of uh, like everyone gets like a final death line. Uh, Vic- my name was Vicky. Tell my story. Uh, magnitude. Uh, I'm actually British. <laughs> Which he is. The actor is British. Uh, and Garrett saying, these are my only pants. I can't get them dirty. I can't get them dirty. Uh-huh. <laughs> I like to think was Magnitude like, was just reinventing himself at, at community college. That sounds right to me. I think so. It was like Cute. one of those things yeah. where no one knew he was British for so long that he like couldn't then... People would think he was faking the accent if he actually talked in his uh-huh. real voice. I think so. Yeah. Um, so Leonard begins to pump the butter onto the floor. Uh, so all the chair walkers start falling. Annie and Jeff roll in on their wheelie chairs with a rope to tie them all up. And this is when Annie falls. Yeah, we lose Annie to the lava. She's so gone. R.I.P. Uh, and then uh, it's Britta versus Jeffrey in like a series of convoluted, escalating <sighs> knock-knock jokes. This is so funny i don't know why this made me laugh so hard but it did where britta refuses to say who's there because someone on the floor is knocking and he says no you have to say who's there and she just goes floor <laughs> i'm happy that she didn't give in to jeff yeah. Uh, yeah. that that made me happy yeah 
Who's there, mm-hmm. bitch? Floor! Floor! <laughs> yeah. And we find out from Shirley that uh, Shirley Island is the orb. Is and they the get orb. that, like, walking bubble thing. So what is this walking bubble thing? Is this, like, uh, did you ever, like Zorbs, right? Like, this was, like, I feel like a 90s fad. Uh, feels like... like a 90s fad because it looks like you could get hurt in one, which feels very 90s. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They definitely uh, exist. These yeah. were like the things in... that you would go and you would go into like a pool and you would like be in one of these and like bump into people. Yeah, you can uh, uh, you can get uh, what, what you can get an inflatable. There's one inflatable ball absorbing human hamster ball on Amazon for almost fifteen hundred dollars uh, with delivery between uh, March twenty first and April eleventh, and four people have uh have rated this product and it has three out of five stars <laughs> seems like a worthwhile purchase leah says yeah it's absorbing they're awesome yeah well, there we go so it could go either way three out of I five yeah. couple yeah. reviews yeah. yeah it seems like something they would throw in a survivor challenge except it usually does. in survivor yes. they're like attached to the each corner and they're yeah. just like getting yes. thrown around yeah i think that it would be like some sort of like horrible wooden apparatus uh, yeah. Here it's like an inflatable. Oh, Todd inflatable. confirms Zorbing first played in 1994. According to Doctor Google, Dr. Sounds Google. Yeah. exactly. <laughs> right. um, but we get, of course, uh, you know, this is the swan song for Troy. So if you didn't get some version of Troy and Abed in the blank, uh, you would not be uh, doing it right. So it's Troy and Abed in a bubble. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they play chicken with Hickey, and at first it seems like maybe they made it, but. Hickey slashed the bubble. Yeah. Oh, Listen, oh no. I've been playing a lot of The Last of Us. Watch out for shivs. Yes. You never know. Yes. And I've been watching a decent amount of succession, and I've also learned that lesson. <laughs> for shivs. Me as also. well. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Uh yeah. So yeah, so Starburns is like standing in the hallway by himself. Starburns in the hallway. I don't know why that sent me. Uh, but like yeah? uh, you know, you know the um uh the scene in Austin Powers when uh, when Austin and uh, and Elizabeth Hurley they're like on like the steamroller and that and one guard who's like no yes yes and he's just like in the hallway and like he has all the time in the world to get out of the way but he just doesn't and he gets crushed. I was thinking about that with this uh, yeah. Starburn scene. He did not have to get knocked over, uh, but I love how he's like I won. Everyone's dead but me. You know, someone really could just sit in a locker kind of far, a little far off campus, like still on campus, but a little bit away and just hide and be like, it's me. Mm-hmm. Like, That's what I guess- Abed wants to do. Yeah. 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 Yep. But that's no fun. No, really. definitely not. Like, well, are we here to have fun? Or are we here to make money, Jess? What are we talking about? I'm here to also to do both because I want. Sounds like somebody's be- not going to win the $50,000 comic book. <laughs> I got to tell you. I want to not just win. But to have the story, you know what I mean? To have the story of how many kills I got. Yeah. Like, I just, I, you need to win gloriously, in my opinion, or it's not worth the win. Yeah, you got to beat the best. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, they knock him over, which is very fun. And Britta says, you can't outrun your emotions. Mm-hmm. And hops on top of the bubble. Uh, Troy and Abed end up in the basement. And so this is where Abed proposes, let's just go into the vents. No one will find them. And then the game won't ever end. Uh, And Troy says, well, I have to leave, though. The game has to end. 
And this is, oh my God, it's like such a heartbreaking moment where Abed says, it's not a game for me, Troy. I'm seeing real lava because you're leaving. It's embarrassing. And I don't want to be crazy, but I am crazy. So I made a game that uh, you and everyone else, so they could see what I see. I don't want it to be there either. I swear. I want you to be able to leave, but I don't think the lava goes away until you stop leaving. Oh my gosh. It's heartbreaking. I can remember the first time I watched this and how my chest felt. Yeah. And how it still feels when I watch this is feels like one of the few very serious moments we get between the two of them. And Troy, Troy gets snapped out of the game and is looking at his friend and is like, oh, my God, this is not good. And I mean, Troy doesn't feel good either. So, I mean, they, they do so well. The scene is a 10 out of 10. Um, and then, of course, it's ruined by Britta and Hickey just uh-huh. flying down the stairs <laughs> on a bookshelf. Well, it is community at the end <laughs> yeah. of the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I do yeah. I do appreciate that. Like, I think to, to your point, Abed, Abed isn't really somebody who's changed all that much, right? Yeah. Like, Abed's kind of Abed and, 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 like, the rest of the world changes, but Abed stays the same. And Troy sometimes does not always seem like he has changed, and sometimes it's just still kind of like a, a, a goofy, you know, character, but... He has. He's gone through a lot of emotional growth along the way. Uh, and I feel like there is this moment of like he's going on this mission anyway to become a man. Right. To you know, to grow yeah. up and be your own person. And I feel like that person who was given that opportunity shows up in this moment of, oh, no, my friend is in like a bad way. This is this is like this is beyond a game. This is beyond our like our zombie apocalypse escape hatch plans. This is my friend is like actually having like a bit of a nervous breakdown. So. Uh, they give I feel like they give Troy a lot of uh, as a character, a lot of respect on the way uh, out here, too. Uh, that I yeah. feel like it, it really like speaks to his growth through the show. Uh, I thought it was really, really good. Um, yeah, because he he recognizes that this isn't a game for for Abed. And so when they come flying down the stairs, he says, Britta, no, Troy, like he's like Abed's not OK. Um, This isn't a game for him. And Hickey's just like, you're going to grow up. And so immediately Britta just shoves him. So he falls on the floor and he's like, when this game is over, I'm going to shove you back. (laughs) 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 Well, you guys ready for closure? And then Hickey saying of your caskets is so funny. Of your caskets. And Britta's face changed when she realizes like, oh, this isn't a game. And then shoves. It's it's such a good sequence of events because Britta is snapped out and immediately as well just yeah. like troy is and i love it it's great yeah. it's, it's surprising yeah. that britta is in this position it would i feel it would usually be jeff uh like this is a very jeff moment of her like especially as we move forward when she's creating the cloning machine it, it, it's sort of like when jeff puts the friendship hats on them in the pillows and blankets episode right. he kind of has to mediate them through this this thing and Britta's taking this role, and I adore it. I really just love Britta in this episode. Um, I was not expecting that Britta would be such a meaningful part of this episode, but I, she really was. I totally agree, and I think like it is the kind of thing where Britta can be used to such great comedic effect, uh, and I feel like the respect paid to Britta often, it's just not there. Uh, yeah. And so there's a lot of like valuation of her as a character in in this scene as well, of like, her being somebody who's like championing for mental health with her probably flimsy grasp on actual psychological concepts, uh, like is really earnest and uh, well-intentioned here. 
and she's able to do to do really good good work in this moment to sort of triage the situation. And I like that it's her instead of instead of Jeff because we to your point, Kathleen, we've seen that a million times. I don't feel like we get that with Britta nearly enough. And I feel like ultimately in the grand scheme, even if it didn't really work, uh, it certainly seemed even when you go back to remedial chaos theory, Dan Harmon was arcing Britta and Troy in some version of the same direction. The end of season three, they were arcing in the same direction. So I think to have her be here for this feels right. Uh, It does feel feel right to me, ultimately, even if it it also feels surprising. Um, Yeah. Yeah, it's perfect. It doesn't. It doesn't feel forced at all. It feels like they chose the right character given that the history she has with Troy and how much she has been leaning into, right? She's had moments with Abed too where she's tried to help him and like give him her version of therapy. Right. Um. So I think it does make sense that and and that Britta wouldn't care about winning the game um i think also makes a lot of sense i think jeff and annie are both very very competitive um and even though jeff tries to claim like oh i don't care about anything he is a very competitive person and i don't think britta is as much so it does track to me um and so uh so yeah so at this point abed is um dangling there uh like and we get to see kind of like a a cgi lava underneath Uh him uh, and he slow says, motion fall into the lava pit. <laughs> yeah, he says uh, the floor isn't lava because he's leaving. It's here because I won't. I won't let go. Um, and so he lets go. And this universal translator is just still translating everything Troy's saying. He chucks it aside. Yeah, gets rid of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's dead in the lava. And they are trying to figure out what to. Do. Well, we could clone him. We'll just we'll bring we'll bring a clone Abed back to life. And the the shorthand, the ease with which Britta and Troy are able to to do this speaks to like that like that summer between seasons three and four that we never got to see. Like it feels like there is history between the two of them and their ability to speak this shared language uh, of the laser guidance system, the regeneration suite sequences <laughs> being prevented from jib jabbing jib jabbing i don't know (laughs) (laughs) and yeah so they make a perfect copy of abed it's a clone and uh abed says no her work was sloppy i'm not an exact replication i have all of abed's abilities and memories but i'm missing his wild emotionality uh but now i think i can let abed's wild emotionality that's right (laughs) yeah Um, a less emotional abed is exactly what the doctor ordered but this is where I think that the episode gets even like more special because I feel like Troy could have just like gone on with things at this point. But like what is so heartwarming is that he admits that he's scared to leave. Like he's he admits that like it's not just you scared for me to leave. I'm scared to leave too. And so I love that then they decide that okay, we're going to tro- we're going to clone Troy too so that I won't be scared. And Kathleen, that means Britta won. As far as we know, 100%. Yeah. And that's where it's like, who's, how do they know who actually won? I actually yeah. adore that these people take this game as seriously as they do that when they hit the floor, they're like, I'm out. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm out. Uh, but yeah, Britta owns that. I'm sure it's just, she, it's probably on her, her bookshelf somewhere. I don't know if she would know how to sell it. I, I don't know. Yeah. I hope that yeah. Abed uh, honored the, the deal, but I guess the loophole is that Abed's dead, and this is Clone Abed. And Clone Abed didn't promise any sort of $50,000 comic book to anybody. I have a feeling that he's keeping it. Oh, that's brutal. I was thinking when it was on Abed's back during this whole like very strenuous game, I'm like, that thing's getting wrinkled. You got to take it out of your bag. (laughs) 
Yeah. This is a very expensive comic book. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, then we're we're on to the Troy leaving sequence where he takes like one last look at the study room as it's getting cleaned up. Um, he goes outside. The boat has arrived, and so Troy is saying his final goodbyes to to every each character, each person. Um, Britta starts talking about imperialism, and then she says, "I'm the sorry, worst. I'm the worst. No, yeah. you're the best." Uh, I love the final thing that they say: yeah. is, "I'm better at sex than Jeff." Right? Uh, yeah. What did she say? Like it would be hard to be worse. She <laughs> said, uh, "I'm I, worse." Yeah, I've yet to find anyone worse. <laughs> <laughs> Which is perfect. Uh, uh, and then he has a moment with Annie, uh, where she says, "All I ever wanted in high school was to for Troy Barnes to notice me, and now I'm lucky because we live together." And he said, "I'm not because I had a chance to be your friend in high school, but I was too busy trying to be cool. I missed out on four more years of Annie." That's sweet. That's so really, sweet. really sweet. Um, it hits me in the feels. I saw some of the discourse around this next part. I actually really liked this. Uh, So Troy tells Jeff that he's the coolest guy he's ever met. And Jeff's like, I've never left Colorado. So you are now automatically much cooler than me. I saw like a little bit of like, Jeff never left Colorado. That doesn't seem like, I feel like Jeff as the person who's like, who's never set foot outside of his comfort zone, but pretends to be like this big macho filled with bravado. Like, I know that guy. <laughs> I it's know fair, that like, guy. That's a fair assessment. It's more of, I find it hard to believe that someone who was as successful as he was, even if it was a very short amount of time uh, at being a lawyer, did not get to go on some kind of like company retreat or some kind of massive mm-hmm. trip. And that yeah. he, given how the lug- luxurious lifestyle he led previously, not that he traveled like super far, but to not even leave the state feels just like, Wow, that feels what, impossible. What do you think, Kathleen? Are you are you in on landlocked Colorado, landlocked uh, Jeff? Well, now that I've heard what you just said, Josh, I kind of see that for him. He is that guy. I I believe that. But and then I am on the other hand, I'm like, there's no way he didn't go to like spring break in Florida. Yes, somewhere. or Vegas, right? Exactly. So it is weird. I'm going to take this a step further. I forgot they were in Colorado. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> when, he's, when I watched it for the first time a couple days ago, like rewatch, I was like, Colorado. Yeah, yeah. Where did that come from? Yeah, mm-hmm. I sometimes forget as well. Yeah. Uh, Shirley says, thanks for putting up with the older mom in the group. Uh, she says, no, he says, you made a furniture fortress. You're the badass of our study group. Yeah. Uh, some respect to Shirley on the way out. Uh, clone Abed, clone Troy. Yeah. I'm not ready to say goodbye to these two. Uh, but I love that Abed says I had to patch some missing parts of your DNA with genes from homing pigeons you may notice side effects like a compulsion to come back that's too too much it's too much and then I'm getting like I'm getting goosebumps talking about it and then like it's okay this is the genius of Donald Glover that like when they hug of course we look at Troy's face we don't we you know we're Abed's back Troy's face and just like the tiniest like sad smile i guess is the like the right words for it come across troy's face in like such it is like the exact emotion that you would think troy would have it's like this like bittersweet moment and it is so supremely perfect that like this is like this is these are the soulmates of the show that these two troy and abed and it is so sad but so necessary and it's not like this like there's not like tears streaming down anyone's face nothing like that but it is so it is enough to just it kills you gut punch straight to the heart slash throat slash stomach. Oh, that's a guy yeah. that, that hurts. It's, <laughs> it's a, a lot. <laughs> got punched a lot of, in a lot, lot of places. 
Uh, yeah, I I felt the warmth, like that hug. I felt it myself. I my chest hurt. They they're my like combined favorite character of the show. You know, their friendship is the best friendship of the show, obviously, and one of the greats of sitcom history, of yeah. TV history. Yeah. You know, um, so yeah, I'm not ready to say goodbye to them either. That's why yeah. I watched the same episode four different times. I didn't want to yeah. move forward. <laughs> yeah, I think something about the Troy and Abed friendship um that rings true to me is like there aren't especially in this era of television like specifically like the 90s and the 2000s um i felt like a lot of times especially like male friendships aren't ever shown in like a very emotional way or like a way that you can say i love you i love you too it's just not something that was shown on tv in that era i noticed it a lot when we covered boy meets world um like i felt sean and Corey were very revolutionary for that time period of like they they did care about each other and they weren't afraid to express it right um and i do think that like to a lesser extent Troy and abed are like that where you can tell they love each other right like what is it that one line where they're like uh where shirley says like uh oh you you and troy or whatever something about them being too close and they're like they didn't mean it they're just jealous <laughs> like um and so just like it's very rare to see this type of of male friendship on television especially in this era of television and uh, I just love it. It's so special. And I'm so sad that uh, we're not going to get to talk about Troy and Ovid anymore. But it was great. Uh, it was it was great while we had it. And I think it's great all the way through the finish line. Uh, and it's especially great because we know that Troy is going to be in good hands. Uh, yeah. He gets to go off with LeVar Burton was assigned as part of the 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 whole deal. Uh, and uh, at first, you, you think that maybe he's not going to be able to say anything to him. But now that he's a clone, he can talk to LeVar and he just like instructs him on like, get the ship ready. Let's go. Yeah. Uh, Let me ask you a question. Do you think this was um, Pierce trying to make him grow a bit? Or do you think this was Pierce's one last messing with him? Oh, very good question. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> I want to think that I think that I think Pierce really cared about Troy in the end. I don't think that he's I don't think that he's giving, you know, if if it was like a prank, if he was giving his fortune away as a prank, he would be doing that to somebody else in the group. I don't think he would be doing it to Troy. Uh, I feel like if he's if he's really serious about Troy, go and be your own man. Uh, step one is you have to have a conversation with Jordy LaForge, uh, you know, and if you can't do that, then you are not going to be able to do this trip. Uh, I don't know. Maybe that's giving Pierce way too much credit. Um, no, I think there's that's a valid point because besides Annie, who we know is his favorite, he I said think it Troy's multiple his second times. Favorite, yeah. He, Troy lived with him, right? Like there is a, there is a closeness there um, that I don't think there is with a lot of the other members of the study group. I think obviously we 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 mostly did, just don't like Pierce a lot of the time for valid reasons. Um, but when you're looking at his relationships with each member of the study group, I think Jeff in a lot of ways reminds him of himself. And like, I think you could very, like I think you could but, very clearly rank how Pierce feels about the study group. I actually think that this ranks fairly easily. I think yeah. uh, it's Annie at the top. Yeah. Troy is number two. Yeah. I think sure. Jeff is probably three and then Shirley, yes. then yeah. Britta, then Abed at the back. Uh, I think that that's probably how he view because Abed just like, doesn't even factor in. I he think doesn't Abed understand Abed. I mean, look at yeah. the look at the episode where he gives out his bequeathments. Yeah, he just like, gave him sperm. Just gets nothing sperm. else. Just sperm. That's yeah, at least it. Britta gets an iPod Nano. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, but no, I I I think that for the most part, maybe there's like a hint of like a prankiness to it. 
But I think that I also think that like he thinks that Troy can get over this. He thinks that Troy can, uh, you know, uh, jump over this obstacle. Right. And when he does, you're spending that much time on a boat with LeVar Burton. That's cool. <laughs> that is very cool. Yeah. yeah. Sailing but, plays. Come yeah, sail come away. away. Come uh, sail away. Just the whole the way this is shot and him at the at like the back of the mm-hmm. boat and everybody's just standing there. And I love I really do appreciate as much as I love Chang and the Dean. I think it's good that they're not here. I think it's right. Yeah. I think it should just be the group. Uh, and they all get to say goodbye and they watch him go off. And that's almost it. The very final Donald Glover content that we get is him not only being unafraid to talk to LeVar Burton, but he has his prepared Star Trek uh, questions for him while they're stuck in uh, like a log jam of traffic here in <laughs> landlocked Colorado. What time do you guys have to get up in the morning? Does every writer write for one character? What's the best boy? I saw it in the credits once. <laughs> Why don't they call it Planet Trek? You never go to a star. Not one episode. <laughs> It's so perfect. Uh, it is yeah. so perfect. That growth, that that's the perfect way to end it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Streets ahead for the Easily. final scene of this episode, I think. Streets pretty ahead for sure. Pretty clearly. Yeah. Um, all right, let's roll into some feedback. Uh, a big uh, big bit of co- commentary from Riley, who says it's, an, uh, it's a perfect Troy, Abbott, and Britta episode. In season two and three, the show makes the case that Troy is the true heart of the study group. And we see him grow from a jock unsure of his identity to a young man who knows who he is and is happy where he is. And he holds his friends together. Uh, However, as the show says, Troy got wrapped up in Abed and sort of lost part of his identity in late season three. And Troy's aim in season five was to really figure out who he is outside of Abed. So through his five episode arc, we see Troy have his final adventures with Abed and the study group. Through the wonderful Britta and Abed stories and character work, we we see Troy be able to leave and conclude his character arc. We see the group grapple with how emotional the exit of Troy is and get a heartfelt goodbye set to come sail away by Styx. The song Troy states always makes him cry all the way back in season one. I did not remember that. Uh, and going off with LeVar Burton and being able to speak to him, it really concludes his arc quite beautifully. Um, wow, I totally forgot uh, about that. Yeah, that was a really great pull from Riley. So thank yeah. you. I I do agree with him like that they Troy has a really interesting character arc. And I feel like it ends so wonderfully in this episode, despite the fact that this isn't, like you said earlier, Josh, like this isn't a solo Troy episode. It really has like parts for there's it's it's more of a Troy and Abed episode than anything. And then Britta in there as well, um, kind of the main focus. But I think that makes sense considering how important Abed is to Troy and the fact that Britta is the one that has to help both of them through this. Yeah, yep. Uh, this is from Aaron. Aaron says, I am weeping. Uh, I've seen this episode so many times that I cry my heart out every time. Full four cools for me since it has me laughing out loud during the lava action and leaves me a blubbering mess with its beautiful ending. Perfection. Oh, and can we just take a minute for Hickey and Britta's fist bump? Yeah, I don't think enough. We didn't even pay enough attention to it as much as we did. <laughs> the original knock joke. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, Eric says, if you were in a dystopian lava world, what would be your preferred mode of transportation? Centipede, inchworm, chair walking, Zorb, or Hickey's Juggernaut? Is this a question? It's Hickey's Juggernaut it has to be by the far, juggernaut. right? 
the the inchworm feels like it would really hurt my knees. Uh-huh. Um, and the chair walking is definitely like Kathleen said. We're we're breaking all our ankles. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm doing the reverse, Danny Thomas. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think the RDT is underrated. I don't know why we're not doing more of that. <laughs> yeah. uh, all right, let's do some character ratings in Meow Meow Beans. Uh, I realized that I was lazy with mine. I'd like to take a moment to redo mine, actually, if, yep. Jess, you're willing to, to go first. Yep, I will go first. Um, mine, um, a lot of people high on, on this episode. It's a really good one. I put the Dean at a three. Um, he's, he's only really in that first announcement scene. I do love when he jumps up on the desk and he's like, but did you say 15 or 50? Uh, and he jumps up. I, I do love that. Um, so he gets a three from me, uh, Chang, Shirley and Jeff all got fours. I love the locker boys. That's a perfect use of Chang. Um, Jeff, again, not, he has a funny moment with the, um, the plastic gold, um, is, is very silly, but he's not in a ton of it. Um, Shirley gets a four again. Shirley Island is great. Uh, she doesn't have a ton of funny lines, like not super, super memorable moments. Uh, Annie got a four and a half. I do love, we didn't talk about it a lot, but when she, when she falls off the chair and gets killed, she's like, oh, you killed me. Uh-huh. And Brenda's like, it's a game. Like, <laughs> like she's so offended that I, yeah. I love that. Um, and then Britta, Abbott and Troy all got fives from me. I just think all three, I don't know. I, this episode doesn't work if you don't have all three of them as good as they are um i i love this for them i think it's really massive character growth for all three characters and hilariously funny from all three characters so they all deserved fives from me and those are my yum yams josh right. you have done some editing i have done some editing uh so here is where i went with with my meow meow beans i gave the dean 3.5 he's just not quite in the episode enough but what he is in in that first scene i feel like uh really even just the physical comedy of danny pooty and jim Rand. Uh, with like uh, Abed sitting on the desk uh, and D just like kind of like hanging on to his every word and then finding out what's really at stake. I thought was really good, but just not in it quite enough to get further than this. Uh, then a slew of fours that I'm handing out for everybody being like these like incredible post-apocalyptic lava warrior versions of themselves. Uh, that applies to Jeff. That applies to Annie. Shirley with her island is incredible. And uh, Chang as Rufio, as Jess puts it, I think is is really great. So all of them deserving of a four. I totally hear what you're saying with Britta, Abed, and Troy all being worthy of fives ultimately, Jess. I, I totally agree. I just think because it's Donald Glover's final episode, I want to make sure that he gets to to stand out in front. So he's going to get the only five that I'm going to hand out, then a 4.5 to Britta and Abed, which would, in other circumstances, also be a five. I think the three of them are absolutely, absolutely incredible. But I just want to salute Donald Glover yeah, one last fair. chance while we've, while we've got the time. So those are my meow meow beans. Kathleen, what did you do? This was harder than I thought because I was listening to you guys do it prior and I'm like, yeah, yeah, I, I agree with these. But once you're sitting down and you're like giving great meow responsibility meow beans to these it's characters you adore. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it comes great responsibility. So um, I gave Dean a three, same reasons as you both. Um, he was approximately in the episode for like one minute. Although I, I wish they utilized him more. I'm glad they didn't put him in the end, like you said, Josh. But the help lava last words, so funny. Love him. Dean gets a three. <laughs> Chang gets a 3.5. Again, incredible villain. Locker boys. Locker like, boys. <laughs> so good. <laughs> 
Um, the, this is where I struggled. So I gave Jeff and Annie a 4.5 and only gave Shirley a four. And I think it goes back to something we talked about earlier where I liked that Jeff and Annie were like fighting for it, right? They actually wanted to like win it and were fighting. Whereas Shirley, while I loved all of her stuff, Shirley is one of my favorite characters of the show. Um, she was just the peacekeeper. I gave her a four. That's not a bad score. It's a great score. Um, so she gets a four. Jeff and Annie had a 4.5. Love their enthusiasm. Um, I love those two together, honestly. I think they're a good team. And then I, too, gave Britta Abed and Troy all fives. Um, I really loved them all in this episode. Um, not much we didn't say already that you both said in the whole episode, but I'm just so sad to leave Troy. Um, I when, when I watched the show for the first time, I binged the whole thing. Um, I had seen seasons one and two live, but I was in college, so it just kind of fell off mm -hmm. um, because, like, if I didn't watch one – Tuesday or Thursday, whenever it was, I was like, oh, right. okay, I'm out. Behind, so, yeah. um, so yeah, I knew he was leaving at some point, but I didn't know when either. And I remember during the pandemic when I decided to sit and binge it, this episode was my first close friend story on Instagram of me just weeping. <laughs> and uh so I'll, I'll miss him and i'm gonna continue to watch for the rest of um until the end with you guys just because this is so fun Amazing. i love yeah, it thank mm -hmm. you that's great i love to hear that and uh yeah. I'm not going to cry on the podcast. It's not going to happen. <laughs> I'm not I'm crying. Not you're it. crying. No crying. You're crying. Um, the character rankings. Uh, Jeff is still in the lead, but it's closed a bit. Uh, he's got 66 Meow Meow Beans. Troy and Abed are right behind him with 65 each. Sadly, that's it for Troy. No more Meow Meow Beans. But he's won Trayvon. once. He has won a he season. He did win once, but what's so, going to happen is good. everyone's going to pass him, and he's going to be last place this season, and it's that's unfair. That's not fair. Yeah. Uh, Britta at 61 in fourth place. Then it's Annie with 59 in fifth place. Uh, followed really uh, shortly behind her is Shirley, 58 and a half Meow Meow Beans. Chang, just a Meow Meow Bean behind uh, with 57 and a half Meow Meow Beans. The Dean is in last place with 43 Meow Meow Beans. That is yeah. by far and away the biggest goal of this season. That is a surprise to me. Well, he's he also hasn't been in every episode. And so those zeros are rough when you're not there. Yeah. yeah. I'm curious. Uh, once upon a time, uh, we talked about, will the Dean ultimately have more Meow Meow Beans than <gasps> Chang, even when Chang had a two-season advantage being a series regular from the jump? You thought that he would. I am not so sure. I know. I, now I'm like not sure because I like all the notable Dean moments come to mind, but then I forget that he has episodes that he's either barely in or not in at all. Uh -huh. Yeah. Mm. So that makes it a little rougher for all my right. guy, well, Dean. We shall yeah. see. Uh, With Troy out now, get some slide who knows? in. Yeah. Yeah. Who, uh, yeah. Maybe. Uh, speaking of the Dean, the Dean's list, as we are given a point to the guest stars of the episode, uh, I think it would have been a clean sweep for Professor Hickey from all three of us, if not for the fact that LeVar Burton does show up here to take <laughs> Troy off to the greatest adventure of all. So I wanted to make sure I, I marked him, but otherwise I would have gone with Hickey with the two of you. You both went with uh, with Professor Hickey. Yeah. yeah. He, I mean, that, that thing speaks for itself. Yes. He looks insane. Uh, it's beautiful. It's <laughs> wonderful. We love it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
this episode is obviously a full four cools from all of us. Uh, the three of us gave it full four cools. Clearly, we we loved it that much. Uh, I don't really know uh, how this was going to go any other way. The audience average was a 3.95. Between uh, the three of our scores plus the audience score, Geothermal Escapism is the number one rated episode of season five. As of this moment, 3.99 to the ass crack bandits, 3.98. It is just a, just a crack separating these two scores. uh, It's the tier. Yeah. That's That's it. it. (laughs) Uh, And that's where we, that's where we leave it. Final thoughts about Troy Barnes and Donald Glover's contributions to community, Jess. What do you have? How would you uh, how would you summarize his time and what he has meant to this show and what he has meant to you? Yeah, I think um, if not for uh, Donald Glover's chemistry with Danny Pudi, they don't even do the Troy and Abed of it all, which feels so essential to the to community. It feels like it ingrained in the fabric of the show. Um, and he just his his comedic timing the comedic timing, the physical bits, everything. He really embodies who Troy is, which is funny considering like how much of a joke and a little bit of like a dumb dumb that Troy can be at times. Um, he plays him perfectly. Uh, I think Troy's, uh, you can see how much Troy has grown as a character just by his goodbyes with every individual character and just the differences between them and the fact that every single one means so much and just is such a total gut punch. I'm going to miss Troy on the show. Um, I feel like he is such a light spot on the show. He's You can always count on him, even in season four. You can always count on him to make you laugh. And so it kind of it kind of stinks. But um, I'm happy that they send him off in the way that they do. Kathleen, final thoughts on on DGTB. Yeah, the DG. Yeah. Um, yeah, CG. I agree. Yeah. With just his line reads are incredible. I think how could he not almost be the funniest of every episode? Because one, the lines they give him are funny, but the way he spits them out are so good. And I'm happy for him. I was reading a bunch of articles today just because I felt sad and was excited to do this and just like about him leaving and stuff. And he just really, he's so talented, right? Like the Emmys, the Grammys, he's, he's done so much. I'm, I'm happy for him. Um, and, And listen, like, Four and a half seasons of a really popular show. I mean, really popular now. Um, there, there was kind of like a cult following right, back yeah. in the day. But that that's that's nothing to like scoff at, right? I mean, he was amazing. He was an integral part of the cast for four and a half seasons. And um, his his presence not being there will be felt. But, um, you know, what are you going to do? We're happy for him. Yeah. Moving on with his career. It is. It is. I mean, the two of you know the answer to this, but for me, community without Troy is unimaginable. I mm-hmm. I actually have no idea what that even looks like. How do you have this show without Troy? And I think that that speaks to the size of the character. And I, I think it speaks to something that Riley talks about a lot in the feedback of Troy as the heart of the show. Uh, and sometimes this happens in life, in TV. Uh, how do you move on after an enormous loss and a great change like this? And I'm interested to see the answer to that. I have mm-hmm. uh, been saying uh, now for, for five podcasts in a row, I think that this season has been arcing towards being my favorite season of the show. Uh, you know, yeah. calamity probably has to strike for that not to be the case for me. Or at least, like, I don't know, there was, like, a real narrative energy to these first five episodes. And clearly, that's wrapped 
right? Like I do think like these five were, yeah. felt like they were building towards Troy's exit. And so if this is still building towards something, I don't know what that is yet. But I'm, I have a lot of faith in the community team right now, given the five episodes we just watched, that they're in a groove right now. And that if they were ever going to survive the loss of Donald Glover from the show, now would be the moment. So uh, very excited to see what community looks like beyond this point. Really sad that that's it for Donald Glover. And I, I sure hope he's in the movie. God, uh, if he's not in the movie, then I don't know why we're doing a movie. I certainly hope so. Yeah. I think even just a cameo, right? Like it doesn't even need to be a big thing. Um, I, I'm very, very hopeful. It feels like it wouldn't be community without some of these characters. Troy certainly being one of them. Um, but yeah, like obviously we're so happy for Donald Glover that he got the success that like that this g- gave him enough of a platform or enough of, uh, you know, um, yeah, being boosted his profile to- in an enormous way. And then he's gone yeah. on to like conquer the world. I mean, his, his list of credits and his resume and his impact culturally beyond speaks for itself. Uh, yeah. and I think the sky is really the limit for him. And, uh, it's, it's exciting. It's very, very exciting for sure. Um, mm-hmm. All right. Well, I hate to say goodbye to the podcast, but I think it's time to begin the wrap up. Yeah. Josh, one more thing before we before we wrap up. Just I was looking through a bit of um, rank ratings here that we've given throughout the seasons. It's very tight between the top two. Yeah. Geothermal escapism is actually the second overall uh, rated episode of all the seasons only Whoa. being superseded of course by remedial chaos theory all um, right that's the uh, um yeah. so i just thought that was interesting uh, numbers wise so that's yeah but of course you you still have time to change that if you so want if you want to send in your scores community at posterrecaps.com or hit me up in the posher recaps discord so okay. when do you cut that off yeah. like what is the timeline you I know think- what we'll finish I- the show and probably i you know what here's what i would hmm. pitch is by the time the movie comes out, yeah, wow. send in movie, your movie. We'll we'll do backdated open scores. until the movie, and then the movie yeah. comes out. We'll talk about the movie. I'm sure we'll have at least like one or two podcasts around that, and we will we will lock in the rankings, and that will be it. That's all yeah. she wrote. Uh, so we've got time. We've got time. So send them in community at postshowrecaps.com. Uh, Kathleen, a pleasure. Uh, this was this was so much. Thank you for joining us for the second best episode of Community. Wow, uh, that is that's amazing. I can't yeah, believe it. That's yeah. so good. Um, this was a pleasure. Yeah. Where can people find you? What do you got going on with the Bingetown TV crowd? And where can people find Bingetown TV, the podcast, as well? Yeah, you can find me at at, at K Spingler. It's my last name <laughs> on everything, Twitter, Instagram. Um, but more importantly, will you invite Bingetown, all of us into your close circle so we can watch you cry watch the next me time weep. you watch an episode of <laughs> yes. Community? Now, uh, like it, the normal is like Grey's Anatomy. Like I'm normally like that's my that's my realm of me crying on Instagram. But yeah, um, yeah some sometimes a funny show like this will make me sob. But yeah. uh yeah, and more importantly, binge on TV on all socials. Um, yeah, we're we're doing yellow jackets. I can't wait to watch seven and eight and take my notes tonight. Um, but more importantly, I'm very excited for season two in March. Um, and then of course, The Last of Us. Everyone seems to be covering that, but why wouldn't you? It's like the Sunday HBO juggernaut shows are just everything to me. Like 
House of the Dragon into White Lotus into this, and then Succession is coming up. It's just like it's we a pretty are elite eating. run. Yeah, yeah. This so is like the uh, the, the first five episodes five. of Community <laughs> season five of HBO yeah. Sunday nights. Yes. Um, but we also have Shadow and Bone. If anybody watched that on Netflix coming up soon, and The Mandalorian. So uh, we're doing some fun stuff. We don't pull any punches. We have a lot of fun, and yeah, come come hang with us. Amazing. Uh, so check out Binchtown TV wherever you get your podcasts. Jess Sterling, what kind of shit have the 90s taught you? What else is happening on Post Show Recaps right now? Yeah, so here on Post Show Recaps, Marissa and I are finishing up our coverage of National Treasure, Edge of History. Uh-huh. Um, has that Nicolas show, Cage shown up yet? Has who shown up? Nicolas Cage. Of course not. Ever heard of him? Of course not. Of course not. And let me tell you, the zany wackiness doesn't exactly work without him, but we are still having so much fun podcasting about it. Um, and of course, beyond that, I am playing The Last of Us for the first time with Zed, with Brooklyn Zed. Um, it is going rather well. Josh, I'm thinking about increasing my difficulty level. Oh, look at you. Because I don't mean to brag, but I'm going to do it <laughs> Please anyway. Please do. Just brag. I am headshot queen. Oh, my God. I, <laughs> my Call of Duty days. Wow. It's something it's translating into my fingers. The bloodlust. And uh, I, it's, it's happening. The You're in a blood frenzy. <laughs> the love I have for this game at this point. I used to be the one who was like sneaking. I was crouched. I was sneaking. I would strangle because I was too nervous. Mm, not now. I still sneak. But instead, aim, gun, boom. Wow. That's it. It's okay. great. So check us out. It's been so much fun. We watched the episode. We played the game for the first time. And we talk about some of the differences and just our experiences playing the game and why Joel should be able to hold more things considering a backpack and the pockets that he has. Um, and so <laughs> check out that fair. podcast. Um, and then, of course, on Shit 90 Shows Taught Me, Sarah and I are still covering Dawson's Creek, uh, covering some, you know, controversial relationships now between Audrey and Pacey. Jenna Dawson broke Who's up. Who's Audrey? Are you kidding me? I don't me? think I know who Audrey is. H- have you met the one and only icon queen, Busy Phillips? She's on wow. Dawson's Creek? Yes, sir, in the I college know, years. I didn't know Busy Phillips made it to the D.C. Busy Phillips is a queen. Got Let real tell busy you, in the creek. If you've ever wanted to know the um, celebrity or character, um, just version of my co-host, Sarah Ferguson... It is Audrey. Incredible. Go watch Dawson's Creek. It is Audrey. She is Sarah. Sarah is her. It's perfect. Um, so we're, we're still covering Dawson's Creek. And of course, it's February. It's the month of love, which means that we have to be, we, we love to have like an actor focused month. It's Sandy B month. Sandra uh, Bullock. Um, Josh, I'm going to watch a movie for the first time. Do you want to know what movie it is? It could be literally any movie. I know, but it's Speed. Oh, well, that's great. <laughs> I Speed's, don't know anything about it. Speed's a very romantic movie. It's about a boy and a girl who fall in love on a bus that can't go beneath 50 miles per hour or else it'll explode. I can't wait. Yeah. Uh, is that really what it's about? It's not real. You can describe <laughs> it that way. <laughs> of course not um but we put out a poll to, to our listeners saying hey what sandy b content do you want us to cover and speed while you were sleeping and speed were tied so we had to do another poll and then speed one and i think the listeners are trolling us because i feel like this is a car movie and you know how i feel about car it movies. is a car movie but i think that the listeners got this one right with respect okay, to well, while you were sleeping which is also a fun movie but I this can't is probably better podcasting would be my yeah. guess uh, uh so go check us out at shit 90s pod on twitter and instagram and you can find me at the just sterling amazing i'm at round howard wherever you can find me of course stay subscribed to post show recaps in the community building feed and all the other great things that we've got going on here if you want to consider becoming a 
patron, you can sign up patreon.com slash post show recaps for uh, being able to watch community building record live, get early access to the show. And you also get uh, exclusive podcasts to the patron feed and plenty of other podcasts as well. Next week, the community building train continues season five, episode six analysis of cork based networking is where we are going next jess do we have a guest for next week just the two of us just the two of us okay cool that's fun uh analysis of cork based networking i'm trying to figure out what that might be about uh but my (laughs) analysis be able to figure it out (laughs) my analysis of analysis of cork based networking is failing me right now Mm -hmm. Uh, i've seen it and i can't even think of what it's about so this is how Mm -hmm. i feel like you if you now presented me with the titles of all the episodes of community that i've seen I think I would get 30% of them. Uh, no, as my most guess. of them. This one is not a memorable title for this episode. It's a good, it's a decent episode, but the title is not very good. Geothermal okay. escapism. 10 out of 10. It is I a love good it. Title. Yeah. Good title. Uh, all right, folks, that's it. Farewell, Troy Barnes. Farewell, community building crowd. We'll be back next week with more of the podcast. And until then, Corey B, take us away. This is a show in season five. Shut up, Leonard. Wiggler and Jazz here till it ends. Needed to pass or fail Greenville with all of our friends. The brightest timeline makes you say, Touche. Community building is here to stay. Unsubscribe. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me. And you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.